True friendship can be hard to navigate. Ask any woman. But if we can get it right, it can be the catalyst that changes everything in our lives. If you're looking for a place to fuel your inner fire and passions, go deeper in connection with other women and get equipped and activated into what you're called to do with women who want to go with you, then we'd like to invite you to join our spirit-fueled sisterhood, our brand new Facebook group called Friendship Rally, The Flaws of Friendship Sisterhood. We can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the podcast. We are on season two, episode four. At the Flaws of Friendship today, we are going to be talking about should I stay or should I go? Oh, should I stay or should I go? Today, we are trying to answer the question of how we posture our hearts to be ready and willing when God says, move. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Sometimes I don't like to move it, move it. But he says, move it. Oh, gosh. This is going to be a a good one, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Welcome. Hey, you always welcome me to the podcast. So today, allow me to do the honors. Okay. Tab, welcome to your podcast. Oh, thank you. Welcome to your podcast as well. No, you weren't supposed to say that. I can't help it. I can't help it. It's in me. I'm a, I'm a, you're a welcomer. I think I was made to be a greeter. (laughs) Oh, you, I'm not even going to knock the greeters because I think I'm meant to be one. (laughs) Obviously it's coming out naturally. I do. I have to welcome you. I don't know that I was made to be a greeter. No, I don't think so. Every, I think I've tried, I was put on the greeting team, you know, like in church a couple of times. And I, well, first of all, one, I wore gloves like in the summer it's because I don't like, I don't want to shake. This was pre COVID. I don't want to shake your hand. If I know you, I'll hug you. If we don't know each other, I don't want to touch your hand. So I, I resigned. I just did not feel the spirit on that. Yeah. I'm not a greeter. Actually, I probably wouldn't be the best greeter because I don't know when to stop talking. So the message would be going, the worship would be going, and I'd still, still be, be trying greeting? to greet everybody. Oh, yeah. so they'd probably just, I'd probably have to resign as well, just from, for different reasons, just for different reasons, just trying to like take them over to the community tables and really just <laughs> chat it out and have lunch <laughs> while the word's going on, you know, so I would take it too far. Is probably yeah. what would happen with me. So, well, or I'd get too close. They would probably say, Tabitha, she's a little too handsy. She's a little too handsy with yeah. her handshakes and her hugs. So, if you want to know how handsy Tab is, you can go watch. Is it, I think it's on, well, we did a live this past Sunday and then Tab broke it up into two <laughs> highlight reels. Flawed Ministry Part 1 and Flawed Ministry Part 2. And I believe you'll hear the handsy part on the Part 2. Um, that, 
Oh, we didn't even do that part. If they oh, it's listen, not even on there? If, oh, I didn't even do the, the third story. I was going to. Oh, okay. So you, you would have to listen to the, to whole, the full live. Yeah, the full friendship rally initiation. Yeah. Or uh, informative announcement. Yes, our friendship Celebratory rally. Celebratory announcement. Yep, the friendship rally Facebook group, which is now open. You can join the sisterhood, just a way to go deeper with us and with one another. And so when we opened that up, I, we told the stories of Stacy and I ministering together our first um, few attempts. One Why was really do we good. do that when we're trying to invite them into a group with us? Because I think sure. it's important that when you are going deeper with people, truly connected, which is what we're after, you have to be kind of honest. How many relationships start out everybody is on their best behavior? We we're on we, our worst right we're from on, the beginning. Yes, y'all. and you're welcome. Yeah. What can I say except you're welcome? We have been watching Moana every day for I don't know how long because my son Gabriel <laughs> wants to. Moana, baby Moana, so cute. I'm like, yes, she is so cute. But I love Moana. I love the whole story, and so I don't mind it. But yeah, but what can I say? But you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. Yeah. So if you, our that, worst this, foot is forward. On our this worst one. foot is forward. If you want, if you basically, if you just want to feel better about yourself, you can go watch our videos. Yeah. So go to the full length live one this past Sunday on our Facebook page. If you want to skip all the friendship rally stuff, it ain't hurting our feelings. Just fast forward to, I'm not sure the part, but I mean, you'll be you able said to. at 29 minutes, we start getting lively. <laughs> Which is we start telling stories. So story time is around 29 minutes. Yeah, maybe a little bit before that. I think that's when the 29 minute mark was when we actually started speaking at the same time. Oh. Yeah. So go back a little before that where we're getting revved up. So about 25 minutes. Yeah, you can tell when we're really connecting because we literally start saying the same words at the same time. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So anyway. And then we laugh at it. (laughs) We copied each other at the same time. We're crazy. And then you text me later and, and I'm like, could you not text me? I'm watching us. <laughs> See, transparent, transparent. We are all about the transparency. I'm listening to my favorite podcast. Oh, is Ours. that us? Yeah. Who else would it be? Who else would it be, guys? Okay. Wow. So flawed, flawed. So this podcast, flawed and worthy. Flawed and flawed, but still worthy. <laughs> I got her that t-shirt. Flawed, but still worthy. We are. You are too. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in into the depths of God moving and us moving with him. Ooh, this has come by trial and fire. Usually all the best becoming like Jesus moments are. Yeah. So on the blog this week, flawsoffriendship.com, the blog is entitled should i stay or should i go learning how to yield to the move of god right good title thanks and uh, so i won't that's that is as usual as always where our friday conversations stem from is the blog on wednesday so we won't repeat those but, um, and then Tab actually added at the end of it, a little teaching video that I really liked just talking about the, um, two meanings of yield. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. Mm-hmm. Do you want to recap that at all or for anybody who hasn't yeah. listened to it? Cause it was, it was good. Um, it makes me want to go back just a 
a tiny bit because we were talking about really learning how to tell when things when it's time for things to end or things are changing and in these transitional moments in our life and what do we do, especially in moments where God is calling us to step away or he's calling us to turn, calling us to transition, but it seems like everything is great. So a lot of times it's so easy to turn when things are horrible and you're like, forget this. Yeah, I'm, I'm out yeah. of here. Lord, you're right. Let's get out of here. And <laughs> right. you just feel like, wow, I'm so, I'm so full of so much wisdom because, you know, things are bad and it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow, I can hear from the Lord. And, you know, and I yeah. am obedient to him. But it's another thing to be wrapped up in things that you enjoy, wrapped up in people that you love and situations that, you know, are are producing some kind of fruit in your life. And then the Lord says, hey, I want you to turn. And those are a lot harder. And so for those moments that happen, when I was reading the blog, what's really stuck out to me was the word yield. Like it was all in the yield. And I think about the red lights and the green lights and then the yellow light. And so, you know, with the green lights, you go. It's very easy. I love when God's like, hey, it's a green light. Oh, thank you, Lord. And then the red lights are, he can make red lights very red. And you know that you have to stop. But it's that middle ground where, oh, you want to go, but maybe you're supposed to stop. And we have to learn how to yield. And I know for myself personally, when the yellow light comes, I speed up to green. Like <laughs> I could be, it could be going from yellow to slightly red and my foot is on the gas. So you guys will have to tell me what kind of yielder you naturally are. Cause you may be, somebody sees the yellow light switch and they stop. They think it's time to stop. And then some people see the yellow light and they're like, it's punch time it. to go. Yep. Let's punch it, punch it, punch it. And so what would you say? What kind of yielder are you? Yes. I would say you are a green light. You're <laughs> always, a, you're a green light. I don't yielder. even see red. <laughs> the problem is sometimes <laughs> I see red and I'm still going through it. Yeah. Okay. Me too. So that's bad. But today we are more talking about, you know, I, I was talking to states before we started, I was like, you know, it's hard to just lay out this perfect, like, this is how you transition in five easy steps, because the steps are going to be different for you. The steps might not be easy for you. But one thing we can equip you with is the ability to yield, to recognize this place where you have to yield. And so when I did that little teaching, I was looking up yield and there were two different scriptures the, that I saw in, when I looked in scripture and one was talking about yielding, like yielding fruit. And I looked up that definition and it says to be willing to. And so then I looked up the other yield. Oh, I'm sorry. I messed that up. But pretty much the first yield was to stop pretty much like you have to be willing to. And then the second yield was to bear fruit or bear wealth. And I was like, wow, we really need to learn how to put these two yields together, like the slow, the pause to be willing to, 
to bear the fruit that God wants us to produce. And to me, this was kingdom fruit. And, you know, that's all the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, patience. It's like everything that, you know, your destiny, whatever it looks like, whatever he wants you to produce, but it wasn't going to come unless we could learn how to yield. And so again, I'm just going to say it one more time for you guys, the two yield plus yield willing to bear or produce fruit. So that's it. Good. Yeah, it's just so simple. Yeah, God's word. And this is how, you know, we take this word, but there has to be a movement. And we want that movement to happen in us. And we want that movement to happen in you. And so we're not just here to release that word and nothing happens. Literally, we want to see change within us. And so I know when it comes to looking at my life and saying, okay, Lord, is there anywhere where I'm going too green or is there anywhere where I'm going too red and just to yield to your presence? And so, yeah, as you were, as you're talking, well, one is I almost started crying. So I'm trying to figure out, I think I know why. And secondly, I'd just say that the Lord, um, you know, just out of nowhere one day, he said, you know, wisdom is not waiting until things to get bad and until things get bad for you to leave. But it's knowing when to leave when things are good. Yeah. And I just can think about the times when even when things are bad and you know they're bad, I, you're not willing to leave because you're getting you're getting stuff out of it that mm -hmm. you need or that bring, you know, joy. I mean, not kingdom produce joy, but it brings you, you know, it's meeting your needs in some way. Um, and then if I had just had the wisdom like you're talking about to yield, to be able to look and say, can I slow down enough? Can I be willing to at least pause mm -hmm. in order to see if this is bearing kingdom fruit? Yeah. And one, um, one example I had is when, when I wasn't willing to yield and it was such a, I mean, I, you just never want to get to the place where God actually has to rip something out of your hand because it hurts. I mean, why? Why we get to that point, you know, why I have in the past is just, you just don't even realize. And some of it is, I think we, we, you know, over time and over your life, as you walk with the Lord, you build this history with him. And sometimes you just don't have the history to even know, like, I know this is hard, but I know I can trust him. That comes with age and experience and things like that. And so I think some of that played into it, but when I wasn't willing to yield, to be able to stop, even though I felt that nudge so many times, um, and he had to, physically like pry this thing out of my hands. One day it literally felt like my body was just opening up. Like he had to do surgery on me. And what he showed me was just the, you know, if you look at your hand really closely, you see all the lines and all the pores. And I saw in my mind, like a, a hand that had taken needles and was going in and out of those tiny, tiny, tiny little lines and pours in my hand. And that's what, that's what manifests like when you, or that's what happens when you're not yielding to his spirit. And when you think, you know, best, and when you're not ready to let go of things and you literally are sewing them into the fibers of your being, and it just makes it harder and harder to let go. Mm -hmm. And wisdom is knowing how not to get to that point. I mean, yeah. when things are good, you have to be willing yeah. to say, you know what? Wisdom is stepping away right now and I don't even know why. Yeah. So 
that is kind of, I guess, the foundation of the blog and where where we took it and just those mm-hmm. all those memories. But I think it started with just me remembering about, you know, what the Lord told me about wisdom and being willing to walk away. So here at the flaws, I, and I had already been thinking, you know, over the past couple of, uh, couple of weeks when we've been talking, it's like, we talk so much about staying, 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 staying. And I thought we at some point need to balance that because, you know, even if we're just looking at friendship and we can also talk about certain, certain circumstances in our lives and things like that, mm-hmm. it's not always tough it and grin it and bear it. Like that's not, if, if we are staying in situations and relationships and friendships that are detrimental to our own lives and our own purposes, that's not God's will for us either. So it's, we're not saying stay at all cost. Yeah. We're saying stay with the one God has called you to. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. You want to work it out. But when things, when he's calling you away and it, you know, if you're having to give up your life in order for somebody else's to thrive, or if things are going good and he just simply has a, better thing for you we gotta be willing yeah we've got to be willing and it takes that yielding and it takes that obedience Mm -hmm. to move where he's moving and i think so many times we base our relationships off of each other that we're not connecting with our relationship to him in a way that knows he's moving because if you're connected with him above all then you know, you feel him moving, you feel him speaking, or you hear him speaking, and you can follow that. And I think it's very easy, especially as women to really with all where our brain can go in a million directions, it's so easy to, um, it makes me think of how women um, say, like, everything is about my children. And they just are all like, I do everything for them. They mean everything to me. And so their focus is their children. And then you forget that your children are on loan from the Lord and that they actually belong to him. And so it's something you have to lift up to him. My child, like I realize sometimes I get a little crazy because I'm trying to protect him and trying to keep him safe. And I'm like, I have no control over that. Really, at the end of the day, I have no control over anything and he does. And so it's like, where are we placing our control? Because if he is not controlling the control, if he is not controlling the airplanes of our lives, then who knows? It's like at the same time as he is, he's like the air traffic controller. He's like, he is our gauge. He is all of that. And we have to be willing to sit there and let him be that. And I think sometimes it's just so hard, just wrapped up in our normal life to say, Hey God, what do you think about this friendship? Mm-hmm. God, what do you think about my relationships? And I don't think we often gauge our relationships based upon what the Lord would say about them. Yeah. And I think it can get us in some sticky situations. Yeah. And the Lord will speak through our emotions. And I don't think we can like as women, I know we can be too emotion focused, but if we are, you know, emotions are a gift. We are a gift. We Mm -hmm. talked about this before, how Mm -hmm. they're little soldiers that are go up to the front line, see how things are. And then they come back and report to us, which Mm -hmm. I just love that, that visual. Mm -hmm. So emotions, you know, we shouldn't completely ignore them. And when we are, you know, in situations where maybe it's just not God's perfect will for us, you'll start to see things like bitterness 
anger, frustration, uh, resentment, jealousy, you know, things like that, that it's a good thing just to check those. Is that really because I'm supposed to be here and God's working these things out in me? Or is it just that he's changing the season of my life? And, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's hard to discern and that's, you can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I, I think that's when I get in the most trouble is when I live in my brain and I won't talk to somebody about it, whether it's you or, you know, if I just can't come and go, look, I'm really tossed here. I I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm looking at stew, (laughs) you know, like I don't know what to do with any of these pieces. Yeah. And just being able to say, what do you think? Like, um, I feel a little crazy up in here trying to decipher all this. And so that's where, where the, the connection of friendship. Yeah. Thank God for friendships Mm -hmm. that can help you figure out. Yeah. To decipher what's going on in you and, and the places around you. Yeah. So the, in the blog, we kind of end it by saying that we're going to talk about three things today. And, um, So about the times God has called us away from the good to his best, like, can we think of those, those things, how to discern when God is calling us to step away and how we handle these situations in health and courage. So we just kind of want to, did you, did you read those? Oh yeah, I did. Okay. Of course I did. (laughs) Okay. So, but say one at a time. All right. So number one. Okay. Uh, when. Or can you think of situations where God has called you away from something good to something better or best? And what was your, what was your process? Well, it just hit me Mm -hmm. that sometimes when he calls you, he doesn't even call you to better. (laughs) Have you ever like thought about that? But we'll talk, we'll talk about that next week. It just hit me. Like sometimes what he calls you to doesn't seem like you like what's happening here. So what he's calling you to doesn't feel like it's better. better. It's his better. But what's my better is like over there. Better cheddar. I was having fun. Yeah. Like that. No, I am in my better. (laughs) I am in my better, you know? And so you just, sometimes you don't even see that it's better where you're like, oh, it's better. Let's go. (laughs) And you're just like, no. So, but I do, um, it makes me a big one that makes me think of that is where I've, um, the Lord called me to go from my church home where I got saved and where I was planted to actually move to a different church to help where I just, um, yeah felt called to go help a local church in my area. And so that was one of those moments where it was really scary because I just love the church. I just, I, I just don't like to see people jumping from one church to the other. Like it drives me crazy. Well, for the reason of they made me mad. So I'm leaving. I, I hate that. It just breaks my heart. It's just something that makes me sad. And, um, so I just knew, I knew that if the Lord ever called me away because I wasn't leaving, like I loved my church family and today they're still my home. Like I was birthed there. And, um, so if you're in the Bealton area, go to, um, Soul Purpose Church. Okay, guys. (laughs) So, um, a word from our sponsors, a word from our, they're not our sponsors, (laughs) but I just put them in there anyway. 
So, um, yes. Yeah, so I was in this place where I was happy, but I knew that if the Lord ever called me away, it would be to grow, to help something further. Not, not because I was, you know, just not for any other reason that I knew I would go to plant. And so that call did come and it was one of those things where I'm like, Oh, Lord, are you okay? I feel you moving and it feels like, it feels like a transition is coming and it feels good. But at the same time, it's like the bitter and the sweet are coming together. And so you have to work it out. And so my pastor was like so sweet to like sit with me and really encourage me and give me his wisdom to be able to do it. And so even in those moments, guys, I just encourage you to actually get under people who are wiser than you to speak life and truth into you because I got under him, his pastoral gift over me to care about me enough to say, okay, is this a, let's work out this, what the Lord is prompting you to. And so he really released me um, and he blessed me in it. And so that was really hard, but good. And so, yeah. So that's the story that comes to mind for me. Yeah, that's good. What about you? Well, I'm in my story right now. Yes, you are in your story. <laughs> I, this is the one that comes to mind. I'm living it. But, um, oh, what does God call me away from his good to his best? So for, I mean, when I started having kids, I quit my job and I, I quit any sort of working that I was doing and I was at home with them. And then I would, I would do little things, um, here and there, but for the most part, if they couldn't come with me or, you know, something that I didn't do it. So I'd been waiting and they finally got to a pay, uh, an age where it was okay, you know, that they were on their own for a little while during the day. And I had gone back to school and got another degree. And so a job came up. And I mean, this is where like, I feel like all of flaws. Do you ever feel like we're living out the message of flaws? Like I think in our that's life? the only way to do anything in your life. Yes. Well, you have to live it. And it's I'm living it right now. So just know that everything we're talking about, like we're actually having to go through it. Mm -hmm. So I have been working and during our friendship break, I had started working and for the first time, I mean, we had like financial freedom and it just felt so good to be able to go on a vacation if we wanted to and not have to worry about, you know, not, not that it was, we weren't poor by any means, but just tight, you know, you're on one income, yeah. you got five people living off that thing. It's going to be <laughs> tight. Um, so now we have, you know, all this, uh, just extra cushion uh -huh. and, um, reuniting. Tabitha with Tabitha and right before we had got back together, the Lord started putting something on my heart to do and more of a kingdom call rather than just a job. And for the past couple of weeks, well, since actually since inauguration day is when he started calling it back into to being. And I could really feel him starting to call me away and call me this time. It wasn't me begging so much to be released as it was. I started feeling him calling me yeah. to go somewhere else. Yeah. And what that feels like is to go somewhere else back to where I was, meaning no paycheck. Like that's what that, that's what you feels thought. like. Yeah. yeah. But 
we have to, I, we, I have to be able, if we're going to sit behind these microphones and say that covenant and connection will give you the courage to go out and answer your call and change you, well, I have to be willing to go through it. Yeah. And so reconnecting with you. And it's like, I know that together we are called to do more than flaws. Like mm-hmm. flaws will be the base. It's where we talk about it, but mm-hmm. we are going after some things and some of them are the calls on each other's lives and making sure that they are fulfilled. Yeah. And so I have my partner back and mm-hmm. I've got an idea that I feel like the Lord is calling me to. And it was real easy to say, mm, I think I'll just I think I'll just sit this one out. Lord, I've, I've got a <laughs> And it's real easy for me to say, no, you're not. <laughs> Come on, break the poverty spirit. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> So that, that is one right now where I'm, I think I'm being called from what's been good Mm -hmm. into something that's literally best for me, but it feels like a scaling back. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It's not. I mean, logically, I know, I know that. Mm -hmm. And just as a word, you know, for anyone out there who is feeling like the Lord is calling you to something and you're worried specifically about money. Cause let me just speak to this right now. I mean, over the past year and a half or so, we've been able to, to put together, I mean, put behind savings like we had never had before. And I literally going down the road the other day in my car was like, well, there's this much in here and there's this much here and there's this much here. And, and I was like counting our savings accounts and the Lord finally just broke. I had this thought, Stacy, when is it enough? And I literally thought it won't be. It's mm-hmm. never enough. When you start, literally, when you start thinking about, well, I have three children and they need to go to college and then I want to leave an inheritance and then this is coming up and I want to pay my house. It's never going to be enough. No. And I always remember what Bill Johnson said. Um, pa- he's pastor at Bethel Church in, in Redding, California. And he was saying when, how much money is too much? And his answer was when it doesn't require you to trust God anymore. That's how much is too much. Wow. So you could literally have a thousand dollars in the bank or you could have 10 million. Yeah. And 10 million is not too much for a believer if they're still hanging on to the Lord every day. Yeah. And that's where I want to get. So no, are my, my savings accounts, are they my security? Absolutely not. And mm-hmm. would I, am I really going to give up my whole life's call just to pad a savings account? And at it, I'm not going to stand in heaven and hand him my money. Yeah. He's not going to be impressed. No. So that's where I am. That's where I'm, that's what I'm walking through. And I, be, I believe in this message so much. And had we not been doing flaws and knowing that I'm in connection with somebody who's going to help me do this and we're going to partner together, I'm not sure I would have been courageous enough to do it. Yeah. Um, but I am yielded. I mean, I think eventually I would have said, I would have yes, come to that conclusion. Through your life, but, you've yeah. been with him enough to yield to him. You, you are yeah. familiar with his voice. You're familiar with his way. And so I think a lot of this, and that's why the sisterhood is so good, because we are women who know his voice. We hear him, but we still need that just encouragement to keep on pressing on. Yes. And there's a difference between us teaching them how to hear him when that's not where we are with the sisterhood. You hear him, you are familiar with his ways, but you just need that extra. Yeah. And somebody to correct, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I was just telling her, well, if I do this, then the paycheck's not going to be coming in every month. And that's what I like. Routine system. I like the security. And she stopped me right there. And she said, 
don't you dare say that. How do you know there's not going to be money yeah. coming in every month? That's right. So it's it's that kind of spirit wisdom. And even this morning, I texted Tabitha and I was like, I choose poverty. And I was really just kind of kidding. But she was like, kingdom does not equal poverty. Yeah. And, and how many of us, I mean, it's just such a church. What's that? Um, what do they call those? Uh, old, Not old wives tale. Like... What is the word? I know what like, you're talking about. It's like the, it's like this, um, what is that? It, there's that movie where the guys try to prove something wrong together. Do, bull, you, know, do bull, you know what I'm talking about? They, bull, bull crap or? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's bull crap. No, that's not what I was no. saying at all, Stace. No. <laughs> oh, I, hopefully somebody out there can help my brain. But pretty much how many people in the church believe that anything you do for the, for the Lord, you're going to be poor. You're going it, to, it equals poverty. Yeah. My kids won't like eat. Yeah. That's if I do true. ministry, <laughs> we're going to, yeah, we're going to starve. Yeah. Okay. We'll never be able to go to the lake again. <laughs> <laughs> he made the lake. <laughs> like he could put a lake in your backyard tomorrow. He could like. He could. He sure could. Yeah, he sure could. He could create a yeah. lake wherever he wanted to create a lake, and so and it's give just me so a boat. Funny. He can do that. It's just the mindset yeah. that we have to break off of us, and so. But she needed friends to say, "Hey, yeah, don't say that. That's don't not speak the that truth over, over you, yeah. or in general, the kingdom of the Lord. Like yeah. it's just, it's not how He operates. Yeah. at all." And especially, you know, when we step into our call, we have to realize that we're stepping into our identity as daughters and as princesses of a royal, royal hood, <laughs> you know, not just a sisterhood, but we're like royal hood. And so we have to move from that place or it's just going to, or there will be poverty. Like no matter what comes, you're going to be living in this poverty, this place of poverty, no matter how much you have, like you said, I could have ten million dollars or a thousand, and if I don't realize that He provides, yeah, then right, right. So we are living this out. We are. I am being required out. to live this out as I write. Oh, as I write, as I write. That's what's hard. Either I've already been walking something out and then the idea comes to write, but more often than not, I have, to, I start writing it and then I'm like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's definitely. We're not going to be able to publish this unless I actually live it. So it's definitely a call to change some mindsets so yes. you can move forward. Yeah. It's yeah. So number two was how do we discern? And like you said, we're, we are women who know the voice of the Lord, mm -hmm. but for anybody who's like, kind of, I think that was the Lord, but I don't know. And mm -hmm. how do we discern when God is speaking? Like yeah. I jotted down a few things, but you Go know, ahead. what are some of the, uh, you tell me what you jotted down. <laughs> well, um, well, in my case, mm -hmm. when I knew that I was called, um, to this place that I am now it and no matter how tough it's been I always felt I felt anchored there like I, my feet wouldn't leave I couldn't yeah. leave and there came a shift until all of a sudden I was in there one day and went I don't belong here anymore it was just like a like a little like a light bulb click. yeah yeah like a light bulb so that's when and I've had other places like that before now have I always handled that well, no, I remember one place that I worked and I actually did love that job, 
but I heard the Lord say, you are released. Like, in, like you're released. So, so you packed up your desk that day. I never went back. <laughs> I never went back ever. Like I lined up substitute. I literally never went back. Yeah, now, that's bad. Until he called me back a year later to stand in front of the group that I left. And I had to apologize for the way. So don't, don't get there. Leave well. Yeah. Leave well. But yes. all of a sudden, Leave well. yeah, you'll hear him or you, you'll, it'll just feel to me, you know, I've had those feelings where I just don't belong here anymore. My thoughts that come out of nowhere, you know, just like you just know that you weren't thinking that it's just a boom. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I had this speaking of relationship, I was in a room painting with someone one day. And I knew that I felt sad, but I couldn't figure out why. Mm -hmm. And as we were painting, I just had this thought, this is the last time you're going to be in a room with her. And it, I was so sad and, and he was right. And so when that happened, I didn't fight it as much because I knew, you know, it was just one of those random thoughts that came with a lot of punch and it packed a lot of punch. And so I was like, you know what? I think that was the Lord. And if that wasn't right, he'll fix it. Yeah. But, but it wasn't. So I yielded and he was right. Yeah. He, he wasn't lying when he told me that. So what are some of the ways that you can kind of discern? Well, what I love about God with me is he confirms like over and over, like he doesn't just say it once for me. He'll like, he's so kind with me that he'll just say over and over in different ways, almost like using different ways, using different ways, using other people to speak into it. And so he's just so gentle with me because he knows I need that extra. Like, are you sure, Lord? Are you sure, Lord? Do you think he always confirms? Because that's a lot of the teachers that I hear. They'll say when the Lord speaks, he will confirm. There are times when he's only told me once and he just expected me to. Now, I still go wishy-washy like, was that really you? But but I'm just kind of like, well, I'm going to take your word for it. I think it was. And if it wasn't, you'll correct me. Yeah, I think there's times where I hear that, too. But I would say with me personally, he's been really kind to confirm it because my my spirit needed it. So I think in his kindness towards how what he knows, how I'll act, because more I will. I'm I'm obedient. I am like if he tells me to stop, I stop. And if he tells me to go, I go, I don't care. But where I get in trouble is I just, I didn't know. I I'll feel a lot of shame if I think that, Oh shoot, was that you Lord or not? So a lot of shame will happen with me. So he's so gentle with me to be like, boom, Mm -hmm. setting it up. So to build my trust and in my trust and to know that I'm hearing him. And so it's probably just like, Maybe a place of maturity too. Maybe the more I get confident with him and the more I'm confident with myself with him, I won't need it as much. So yeah. And there's times where he's just like said one thing or where he doesn't say anything and I still know I have to go. And so I have to do it and trust that it's going to, like you said, it's going to be okay. So I think that's that yielding knowing. And sometimes you don't have, you can't hear his voice. You just have to know his ways. Yeah. And so I think that's the fine line of hearing his voice, knowing his ways and finding that middle ground to yield and to move. I heard a 
pastor one time talking and he, I can't remember his name now, but he's, he's done a lot. I mean, what he's built is pretty Im- impressive and seems to be healthy and uh, mm-hmm. somewhere on the West out West. Okay. Go uh, West young man. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's Wester than Texas, I don't know where West. it is, but Wester. <laughs> if it's Wester than Texas, but then, anyway, <laughs> I remember, it count. I know, but I remember him talking and he said, you know, I thought that the Lord was calling me, but most of the time I'm about 80% sure. <laughs> and things seem to be going really well for him. Like, but he goes, yeah. I'm never a hundred. Yeah. And, it, but I just do it. You yeah. know, like if I'm 75, 80% sure that was the Lord, I'm going to do it. Yeah. He said, I don't think I'm ever 100% sure. Mm-hmm. I kick myself out of the hundred percentile <laughs> on my own. Yeah. Like but I, even my thoughts knock me down to like <laughs> 97. <laughs> oh yeah. Right from the get go. Usually at about 60, 65. No, that's just like right from the get go. Oh, from the get go. From the get go, yeah. you got to start at like 97, and then those things start going down based yeah. upon circumstances and faith. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you guys? That just made me think. I would love to know um, for the first question with you guys, tell us, you know, what were there things that you were called from, or is the Lord doing it? Stories that have happened before, or are you in the middle of it like Stacy is right now? I'd love to hear your stories. Yeah. And how is, you even hear the did, Lord. Yeah. How you hear the Lord. Yeah. How did you make that transition? Let's, let's hear it. And that's why that sisterhood is really good because if you want a more confidential thing, like especially if you're going through it right now and you need people to walk with you, join that sisterhood because this is where we get to talk about these things deeper and really yeah. pray with each other, advise each other and really seek the Lord together. So. And how we handle this in health and courage. Now, I really like this topic. Your mm-hmm. eyes may glaze over. Do they when we're talking about how to do this healthily and courageously? No, I really love. Oh, you like? This? I love okay. health because to me, health equals thrive. Okay. And I really Good. like. Thrive. You want us to thrive? Oh okay. yes. I just heard it. Go ahead, carry on. I just found a like really beautiful definition of thrive. Carry on. <laughs> so I was reading this book by Dr. Darius Daniels about relationships. And he was talking about how it won't be necessary to announce every relational shift that takes place in our life. Like some adjustments are small and won't be noticed by the other people, uh, by the other person. Like if you're needing to distance yourself or you feel the Lord calling you away, his point is, you know what? Not everything is breaking news. And I thought, Ain't that just like a man? A man won't notice small adjustments. A woman will. She will because she's probably the one making them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a woman knows like, you know, you are going to have to announce even I was (laughs) yesterday, (laughs) even yesterday. This just goes to my point that women notice things. Okay. Yes, we do. We need like an amen button on Facebook. We'll get one on our little podcast thingy. Amen. 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 Can I get an amen? <laughs> let, let the iTunes know that my hands were raised and I was in a gospel choir. I've never heard one sound like that. Okay. Um, okay. Yesterday, I'm just speaking. Okay. Back to, I'm just speaking to the point that women notice. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. We were texting And I had just about had it all week with your texts. (laughs) So I wrote her back and said, what is up with your text this week? 
And she's like, huh? And I'm like, it's like a Kung Fu chef. You know how they sit there. This is what in my mind. You know how they just chop, chop, chop. And I'm thinking, good. Thanks. Okay. Way to go. Yes. Like that was it all day. I mean, all week. And I'm like, who are you? What is happening? This is unnerving me. So I write and I said, what is up with your text? And you're like, huh? Oh, I've been painting all week. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. That just goes to show you nothing was wrong. No. But you're painting. And I'm just saying we notice. That's all I'm saying is we notice when things change a little bit. So yes. men, you may not need to announce some big, you know, like you ain't playing basketball with your friends anymore. Women, you're probably going to have to sit down and have a healthy conversation because you felt disconnected from me yeah i mean there was a shift there was a yeah. change in how we communicate and i'm like hold on i'm the only one that can do one-liners here why are you doing one-liners sometimes i just don't have a lot of words that never happens yeah well but when you're when you're painting and when stuff, i'm in a does. zone when you're in a zone yeah when i'm yeah probably when i'm overwhelmed or actually i'm just like in my you're in your own world my, my own little world of yeah yeah painting and creating and so i'm just saying so one of the one of the healthy i mean we want people to leave if if you're being called away from relationships friendships that are holding you maybe back or aren't for this season of your life and you know that you're not supposed to stay mm -hmm. like one of our hearts is to help equip you to stay when you know you're supposed to stay yeah but then to be able to say how do you leave well well yeah i don't really leave anything well well, it's, it's hard. And I think when we're heading into something like that, we, we first, we have to prepare ourselves for that conversation. I mean, you just, you got to prepare yourself because you know that going into some of these, you're going to get pushed back and blow back. And so yeah. that's where the boundaries come and to be able to, I think, just be able to say, look, we're, we're having this pivot. And this is something I'm so bad at. And I just failed again at it. Why didn't we do this blog? Why wasn't this happening last week? Probably because I needed to fail in order to get the full Usually. lesson of it. But a lot of times these we're having these conversations and it's so important to tell the other person because of what's happening in us, not it's not them. It's because of what we need. It's not because of anything they did. Now, they might in my mind and how I screwed up was I'm thinking I wouldn't be in this place if you hadn't have done <laughs> X, Y, and Z. And I pretty much told them, oh. like, this is what's happening in me, but it's because of you. <laughs> Ooh. And um, so I think just part of a healthy communication is being able to come and say, this is what's happening in me, in me. And yeah. you might have, or not you, but the other person might have evolved in ways that aren't healthy for me or you. But it's not that doesn't necessarily mean it's unhealthy for them. It just means that in your life, where you're going at the stage you're in, it's not healthy for you. Yeah. And that's the part that you have to, to realize. And I think humble yourself. This is what God's doing in me. I'm not here to point out all your million flaws. Yeah. This is something I need to do. Could you give me grace during the season? As yeah. I'm trying to work it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. And I think people want closure. So it's easy for that other person to be like, no, <laughs> you're going to tell me what's going on. And I think it's hard. 
It's yeah. hard, it's that it's hard to, and then I think it all comes from not communicating well, co- communicating well the whole time, which is what happened to us. We were just realizing that we weren't connect, we weren't communicating well the whole time. So by the time it was over, like there's no communication. You had no words at that point. I had literally no words. And I was like, you come back to this table and end it. And I'm like, I don't want to end it. I just need a, a break to go die. <laughs> to go die yes i want to die before she kills me <laughs> <laughs> yes that's what I'm, i gotta go die before she kills me slowly with her song killing me softly with her song killing me softly with her song her friendship song <laughs> that's so bad <laughs> So yeah, bad. we just didn't talk right. And so I just don't know how to talk. I don't know how to talk right. And that's my problem. And then, then I get filled with emotion and don't know what to do with any of the emotions. And so I just freak out and run away is what happens to me. We're I both get, sprinters. I get but overloaded. Yeah. When I overload, I'm just like, I short circuit. <laughs> I'm like, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Well, if you're listening on iTunes, you need a visual of that. Yeah, doing the robot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, can anybody relate to that? Just, just the short circuiting of, you know, when it comes to confrontation, when it comes to communication, when you know that you have to have harder conversations about staying or leaving and you can short circuit. <laughs> If yeah. you're not prepared, you just have to prepare well, I think, ahead of time. And, yeah, and one of the things we want to see is is healing come to the come to the entity of friendship. Yeah. And there's just too many of us walking around so wounded because the other person didn't just say, I'm changing and I just need space to figure out what's going on. Could you just give me a little while? Yeah. Or, you know, it's so gracious when we yeah. do that. And that's what we want to see is because we haven't handled things well, and I'm still not handling things well. I just, ah, and one of those things that I could have used friendship on that I didn't is I could have talked to you and said, look, I'm about to go into this conversation. Could you help me prepare? And it just wasn't, it wasn't even on my mind. Like, I think I told you it was happening, but it wasn't as a, it wasn't as a reference to, could you make sure I'm grounded here and remind me of this? Yeah. So I just am kicking myself because I'm going to have to go back probably and, and fix it. But I also am appreciative for the, you know, sometimes we don't remember lessons until we like mess them up. Yeah, it's true. So, and I was thinking about the balance of friendship. I don't know about you guys in your close friendships, but even with Stacy and with my sister, who I work well with for the most part, you know, just if you look over all the people that you've placed with and that you work with well, there's such a balance that I know when I look at Stacy, one thing that she's able to do is really say, Hey, these are the things that I'm not going to back down from. This is what I believe. This is what I'm sticking to. And they're not going to, no man's words are going to deviate me from what I believe about certain things. So, and I love that about her and I, I admire that because sometimes I can go in and my problem is like if I should have been gone a while ago or things should have been addressed, I'll let that person talk me out of what I know I should be doing. Like I yielded, but then I let the other person talk me out of what the Lord has showed me or mm-hmm. what the Lord's doing. And I think that's again like, hey, am I putting my trust in him and what he's saying, what he's doing, or am I going to let people 
dictate. Like I, when I go to the table, I don't have to let her, whatever she's going to say, whatever she's going to do, dictate what the Lord is doing. And I think sometimes like in the, if you get down to the meat of it, like sometimes we let what's going on in this realm dictate what is going to happen. For sure. And sometimes an opposing word will come to test your resolve yeah and your, your faith your faith your, and your uh, your steadfastness yeah, your in perseverance that, that reminds me oh my gosh do you this story in the bible and i'm not even going to tell it right it's in first or second kings and i don't even remember their names but this this story wrecked me when i read it and it was talking about oh maybe you can help me so somebody was sent to go tell somebody something i mean the lord was like go go in <laughs> yeah i remember that deliver story. this word i think it was deliver this word and then do not eat with them if they're invited to sit at your table do you remember that story i you don't know keep on going okay i feel like i sort of vaguely do okay so then he he leaves and then i think maybe a second time the lord said okay now go tell him this and he's going to ask you to stay at the table if you stay and eat with him this is going to happen mm-hmm. and so the guy wasn't was, it like you're going to die yeah you're going to die or something it was something crazy Yeah. So he left again. And then the Lord sent a prophet of the Lord to say, I know the Lord's told you that you can't sit at the table, but now he says you can. So he took the prophet's word, sits at the table with the guy after delivering, um, delivering the word and he dies. The Lord killed him because he listened to the prophet's word rather than, and how many of us get like a word that, and we're like, Oh, I thought the Lord said this, but that prophet said this. Yeah. Or just, somebody who you think knows more than you or just you think they sound a lot of times sometimes i know i'll listen to the person because they're more confident than me Mm -hmm. and so i'm like you sound much more confident so that must be right like i i equate confidence to truth yeah Yeah. and sometimes you're confident about not the the untruth yeah and or it could just be i mean i i had a situation with a friend of mine she was feeling something somebody contacted her said a said something and it sounded right. Like she had been thinking through. And the next morning I woke up and I was like, mm, I think I need to present another side to that. And I called her and said, Hey, I am not sure that word is not coming to actually test, test it. And then to also kind of point out some sin that might be going on. And it tells the prophets to like, or it tells the people to test the word. Yeah. Yep. If, so, if a word is given, test the word. Test so it. So we need to test. We need to yield and we need to test. Exactly. Test, 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 test. Yeah. So if you haven't read the blog, go read the blog. Tell us what you think on all these. We would love to hear how you would answer and talk about some of these things that we've been going over. One, number ones, two, and three. And... You got anything else to say as we, since we were talking about health, I, I was telling you that I talk about equating health with thriving. Oh yeah. And I was um, doing this little Bible study. Um, it was called flourish. And so she, she talks about the word flourishing, which I just really loved. And so she said, um, the word flourish in Hebrew means to revive, blossom, to sprout, shoot, become a parent and break out to be revived or renewed. And she says, when God calls us to flourish, it doesn't mean to become something brand new. It means to revive, to bring back to life what and who we were meant to be. Oh, that's good. 
Yep. I thought that was just Which so is special. what we've said about friendship. Yes. Just uncovering and helping you to become. Yes. Like friendship is going to make us flourish. And so the Lord is just steadily giving us the tools to really press into that and mm-hmm. become and to flourish. And so we hope that you are flourishing in your friendships. We hope that you are flourishing in your life. And today we encourage you to yield, to test, and to move where he's moving. So thank you for listening to the Flaws of Friendship podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. See you guys next week. Happy Friendship Friday, guys. Bye.